two, three, fuck it. Welcome back to another episode of the Whatever You Want to Call It podcast with your boy, Marquise Nash. Today's episode, we are going to go over a multitude, a uh, a smackering, I don't know if that's a word. I think it is a word. I don't know if I said the definition right, but whatever. Um, But we are going to discuss my uh, views on what I said on Facebook and my Twitter. And my Twitter is Marquise95Sports. And my Instagram is Marquise95Sports. And that's spelled M-A-R-K-E-S-E 95Sports. That's all together. And my Facebook page at the whatever you want to call a podcast Facebook page. I posted um, uh, five players and receivers. And those are my top part one of my top ten quarterback slash wide receiver duos in the NFL. And let's start with number five. But before we get to number five of my top 10 quarterback slash wide receiver duo in the NFL for the 2021-22 NFL season, let's just go over what we're going to go over. What Let's just go over what we are going to talk about on today's podcast. We are going to talk about on today's podcast is the Milwaukee Bucks. And we're also going to go over Patrick Beverly dealing with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I believe that Patrick Beverly should go and request a buyout with the Timberwolves, even though I think he's not going to um, get a buyout with the Timberwolves the way he tweeted, saying that he loves the Timberwolves. Not loves the Timberwolves, but he loved a new beginning and how he's he's ready for these hungry guys on – hungry young guys on – on the Timberwolves, so I don't think he's leaving anytime soon. But if I'm the Bucks, I will do it. But whatever. And also, we're gonna go over the NBA Christmas games, Christmas games. We're going over the NBA Christmas games. I said it. Yeah, I said it right. Christmas, Christmas, not Christmas, Christmas, uh, Christmas games. So uh, let's get right into the uh, in- bet the NFL's best. Quarterback wide receiver duels, actually to be specific, top ten, and to be more specific, part one of my top ten. So let's get right into it. Uh let's go. So we got number five at number five, we got D Hop, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kyle Murray, or Kyle Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, whatever you wanna you wherever you wanna put it put them at, but I would just say Kyle Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. And, and according to Stat Muse, because this is why I put him at number five, according to Stat Muse, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins has 115 catches for 147, uh, well, not 147, uh, 40, uh, 1407, uh, and he has six touchdowns in the 16 games with Kyle Murray. And also, um, let me look up, he had also. He had a he broke up. I mean, and we all know about the infamous, but infamous is the infamous well the infamous uh hell Mary catch that DeAndre Hopkins got 
caught over uh, pretty much the entire, um, what was it? I don't know if it was the, what team it was, but I know I he counted over the entire team. I don't know. I, remember, I don't remember what team it was, but he counted pretty much over the entire team. So for me, that was just amazing on his own. That puts him at number five. And then at number four, we have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Um, so according to Stat Mules, that, and I'm going to use Stat Mules for a while for a lot of these uh, quarterback wide receiver duos. Uh, Josh Allen has a passer rating of 100.2 with a 4,544, uh, 44,000, uh, 44, 44, and 44 um, yards and 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in 16 games with Stefan Diggs in his career. And throughout that 2020 uh, NFL season last year, uh, the Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen and the wide receivers sat near the top of the charts uh, in in the in, in individual individual stats. And let's I'm gonna go with the stats. Let me look them up stats real quick just to uh, get you right. Um, so let me look. I actually wrote it down. Actually, um, I took a picture actually, picture of it actually just to show you. I'm not even gonna show you, but I'll tell you. So for Josh Allen, he was number three in passing yards last year at 4,320. And that's over Matt Ryan and the Super Bowl winner, Tom Brady. And then uh, Stefan Diggs, it was number one with 1,459. And that's over Travis Kelsey, one of the, uh, of my time, one of the best tight ends. And I just spoke about him, DeAndre Hopkins, and we have Devontae Adams, which he's. I'm going to speak about him uh, in a, a couple of minutes. And then we also have Calvin Ridley from the Atlanta Falcons. So that's why I believe that the Buffalo Bills and Stephon Diggs and uh, what's the name, Josh Allen is number four. And number three, I have, let me see real quick, because I almost got my train thought. Oh, number three, it's, I have Pat Mahomes and uh, what's his name? I've got Pat Mahomes and and uh, God, Tariq Hill. I almost got it. I thought uh, Pat Mahomes and Tariq Hill. So I really had a debate, uh, like not a debate, but I had a, like a really hard time picking between number one, I mean number three and number two. But for Tariq Hill and Patrick Mahomes, uh, Super Bowl winners, uh, we already know that. But according to Stat Muse. Tariq Hill has uh, 222, 222, but 220 catches for 3,399 yards and has three, three, not three, it is is three, seven, but 37 touchdowns in 41 games with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. So, no, yeah, wait, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. And that's why I believe that they're number three. And number two, which I said before, was hard. It was a hard, long, drawn out, just just drawn out. Because it, it was really hard. It really was between Tariq Hill and Patrick Mahomes versus the Seattle's uh, Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson. I really was picking out the pick between the two because both of them, both of the teams are really explosive. 
both of the teams are like just really awesome, and both of the offenses are really high power, especially with those two wide receiver and quarterbacks at the at helm at t- number one, uh, at the number one wide receiver spot and quarterback spot. I, that was just so hard for me. So for me, the reason why I believe that t- uh, Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson is my number two. According to well, actually not according to the uh, stat muse, but I think Tyler uh, and I don't think I know Tyler Lockett set a, a single season Seattle Seahawks record for catches last year with three hundred and seventy six catches, and also had four thousand eight hundred and ninety two yards, and has scored on forty one catch, touchdown catches in ninety five games with Russell Wilson. So for me, because originally he was a kick returner and was a great kick returner at that, but for me, man, that's the reason why I feel like Russell Wilson is uh, my is number two, number one at at number one. My top ten for my top ten is Aaron Rodgers, Aaron freaking Rodgers, and Devontae Adams. We know a lot about them, of course. If you're from Milwaukee or Anywhere else around around Wisconsin, you probably know a lot about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and their history. And both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams moved to the top of the Packers' career leaderboards for the postseason last year against the L.A. Rams. And also, according to Stat Muse, Devontae Adams has 505 catches for 6,079 yards and has... 58 touchdowns in 93 games uh, with Aaron Rodgers in his career. And that is like, for me, that, and we also know a lot about Devontae Adams, especially when he was in the playoffs, when he first got here, he immediately immediately had to go as a a go-to guy for Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs two years, well, not two years ago, but it was about a good chunk of years ago. And, Originally, like his third year, I mean, not third year, but his second year, he really didn't really have a good season. I mean, he really was uh, catching, not catching a lot of passes at all that was thrown to him by Aaron Rodgers. And we all thought, oh, man, he's a he's a bust. Or, man, we need to get rid of him. And the third year, he just kind of exploded. He kind of, he did actually exploded into one of the best wide receivers in the game. And now he's probably my number one wide receiver in the game. That's, it might be a little bit of a bias because I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. But at the end of the day, I don't give a damn. So uh, that's just me. But uh, we, like I said, we're also going to talk about today on today's podcast. We are going to talk about uh, NBA Christmas games. And we already had got the schedule out for the a home opener. And for the home opener, we got the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. But, uh, but let's forget all that. We're going to talk about the Christmas games. And you heard it right. I said Christmas, Christmas games, not Christmas, Christmas. Um, that's how I say it. But I don't care what anybody say. Uh, but the Christmas games are. Let me check real quick. It is. We have at the beginning at twelve Eastern. We have the Atlanta Hawks versus the New York Knicks. We have the uh, Boston Celtics versus the Milwaukee Bucks at two thirty two thirty Eastern. At five o'clock Eastern, we have the Golden State Warriors and uh, not the Boston Celtics, but the Phoenix Suns. We have the Brooklyn Nets and we have the LA uh, Lakers at 8 Eastern. And at 10.30 10 30 Eastern, at the nightcap, we have 
the Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. So for me, this is simple. I love these games. I love, and then also we got a battle between basketball and football because now they have bat football games on for Christmas. And uh, as a Wisconsin native, that's going to be really hard because you'll have the Milwaukee Bucks playing at two thirty Eastern, and then I think around that same time we you're, you're going to have the Green Bay Packers going against. I don't, I got who it was, but you're going to be going against somebody for uh, in the NFL, of course. In, of course, the NFL team. You're going to be going against. A NFL team, but yeah, it's gonna be really hard for a Wisconsin native to watch sports. I mean, unless you're a football fan and you probably watch, you're gonna watch the Green Bay Packers game. But if you're a Buck, a, uh, a basketball fan, you're most likely gonna watch the Bucks game. But if you're both, it's gonna be really, really hard. Like I am, it's gonna be really, really hard. Or you might have two televisions on at the same time, which means I have to pay my electricity bill. Which means my electricity bill is going to be really, really high for that day. <laughs> so for me, yeah, man, that's 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 really the gist of uh, the Christmas games. And then for the home opener, we have the like I said, the Brooklyn Nets at seven Eastern on TNT against the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks, and then we have the Golden State Warriors and the LA Lakers. I really feel like it would have been the LA Clippers, but we don't know the significance of Kawhi Leonard's injury. So I think, I believe that would have been the season opener for uh, the Lakers. But of course, we like I said, we don't know the severity of uh, the Kawhi Leonard's injury. And now that they're getting rid of it, they're like kind of really emptying out their bench a little bit and trading Patrick Beverly and Rondo and whatever and bringing Eric Bledsoe for like a rental, which I believe that is what it is, a rental. And plus, if you trade them or get rid of them, you don't really have to, give up a lot in your salary cap because he really doesn't make a lot. No offense to Eric Bledsoe, but he doesn't really he doesn't really make a lot compared to the big upper echelon point guards. He doesn't really make – he's not really going to break your bank, basically. And also on Wednesday, uh, that following Wednesday uh, of the home opener, we have the Boston Celtics and the Knicks. And I feel like the Celtics, with the moves they made this year, I, I, I really believe they can still make – I still believe they're going to make the playoffs. I just think last year, when especially with COVID, it messed up a lot of people. The Raptors, it messed up tremendously. They couldn't even go to Toronto. So they really didn't even have a home game at all, really. So just like just for like people like them and the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, it just kind of really crushed them really bad when COVID-19 came, came, came upon last year. It just kind of messed up a lot of people in court and like – it, like, it just it's messed up a lot of people. And then this game is going to be really good. The, the, and I think, I don't know if it's um, for sure, this is going to be a Madison Square Garden. And also, Kimba Walker is on the New York Knicks. So that's going to be even uh, more fun because now we get to see Kimba Walker and see if he plays well. But if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm going to be pretty pissed if he plays well because it's like, why? Why you couldn't do that for us? But that's, a, that's another a debate for another day. And also, during that day, I mean, not during the day, but, at 10 Eastern, uh, at the nightcap, you have, you have the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. So the Denver Nuggets are going to be pretty strapped up. They're going to be uh, most likely going to be really, really healthy. I mean, hopefully Jamal Murray is playing that game, which I think he will. So that's going to be a really fun matchup with the Phoenix Suns, and they're the defending Western Conference champion. So that's going to be really fun. And, and we get to see a good matchup between the two. 
uh, teams. And also uh, that following Thursday, because I think it's Thursday, Wednesday, then that following Thursday, you have on TNT also, you have the Mavericks versus the Atlanta Hawks. The Mavericks are going. The Mavericks are one of the, and then we, the Mavericks are going to be uh, playing against against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks are a really young team, really young fiery team, and they just signed back John Collins, and that's going to be really fun because this is some fact Trey Young and Luca, two guys that could have possibly be could have have possibly be possibly been on each other teams if it wasn't for a, a trade. So that's that's really fun, and then we also get to see the debut of the coach, uh, the new head coach for the Dallas Mavericks, Jason Kidd, and we get to see how he can uh, transform that Dallas Mavericks system and help Luca to be a better point guard because he, even though he shoots, he doesn't shoot the lights out of you. He's not really good from the three point line. He's a great, actually, a great passer, but well, a person like Jason Kidd under you, he he's gonna add some more defense. He's gonna be more. Um, by Giannis, Giannis, uh, what way Giannis described it, described it. He's gonna be hard nosed. He's gonna be pretty tough on Luca. He's not gonna let up just because you you you're scoring thirty and you're scoring a thirty triple up thirty point triple double. Like he's not gonna lax because you do that. Like it's so. I I think I'm gonna expect a great for the Dallas Mavericks. I believe they're gonna still be in that like fifth seed, but it's gonna be an interesting game. And then at that nightcap, nightcap in, on t- at ten Eastern on TNT, you have the LA Clippers and you have the Golden State Warriors. Now the Golden State Warriors is going to be really interesting because we don't know what is going to happen with their roster. Because I, if Joel Embiid, not Joel Embiid, if Ben Simmons goes to the Golden State Warriors, that that whole entire roster changes uh, tremendously. I mean, they add a little bit of defense. And then the the interesting factor is what you're going to do about Draymond Green and Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is pretty much a point guard and and uh Draymond Green has taken over the point guard duties. So that's gonna be a really interesting dynamic if that was to happen. And then also the Clippers, like I said, we don't know the health of Kawhi Leonard, so we don't know if they're gonna start off really, really bad or that'll be really good, or if Kawhi Leonard can play a little bit of games. I, I we don't know, man. It, it's really and if how serious they're saying Kawhi Leonard's injury is, man, we don't really know what is going to go on with the, the LA Clippers. I mean, I hope the best for the Clippers, but I really don't at the same time because I don't really care because it's not my team. It's not my team. And it might seem a little selfish, but it's whatever. It's just whatever. But, and then on that following uh, Friday, the Brooklyn Nets play again against the Philadelphia 76ers at seven Eastern. And then uh, at 10 Eastern, the Phoenix Suns play the Lakers again, and the Lakers and the Suns also play. Uh, yeah, they play a game again, and the Phoenix Suns versus the Lakers. Now the Brooklyn Nets, as people said before, they're top right now, and I mean not in fantasy, probably in fantasy too. But in I think the executives, the executives and stuff of uh, not former, but NBA scouts and executives, executives did a vote, and they said who would you would think would win the championships the championship next year and the Nets were number one. I think the Bucks were number two. The Lakers were the Lakers were number three. And then Phoenix were like number four or five. So I mean this is gonna be an interesting season to start off. And we got a lot of preseason games for the Milwaukee Bucks. And like I said about the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm gonna mention a little 
I mean, I don't think it's going to happen because he already, Patrick Beverly already kind of like said that he want to stay with the Timberwolves. But I'm just saying as just like an interesting thing just to think about before I end the podcast. So just imagine this. Uh, like Patrick Beverly doesn't start really well with the Timberwolves and he wants out. And the Timberwolves uh, uh, oblige his request. And he says, okay, I want to get by out. And he becomes a free agent, which probably take a, like two or three days to get off, uh, get off waivers. And then once he does that, the Milwaukee Bucks pick him up. They probably gonna, it's probably gonna cut somebody from their team, which I mean, hopefully it's not somebody that's important, but they're more, most likely gonna cut somebody for like somebody that's on a deep bench or whatever. And then, or bring, put him to the G League or whatever. And, uh, send him to the G League or most likely trade him or whatever, or most likely like to cut him or whatever. And the, Patrick Beverly is inserted into the Bucks roster. I believe that is a good, interesting uh, thing for the Milwaukee Bucks because now you add another defender, uh, unlike Drew Holiday, and another intense defender that can guard multiple positions at the uh, one and the two. And, I mean, that's an interesting fact. That's just me and what I feel about it. But I'm just saying that out there just for people to think about it. But also, I, like I said, I was going to talk about a couple other things regarding the uh, Packers. We have a couple of trades in the Packers. Packers trade cornerback Josh Jackson for – I got the guy's name. It's, he played for the Giants a while ago. It's, I forgot the guy's name. It's like a weird name. It's like – um, let me see real quick. Uh, where is it at? I just, I swear I saw it. Like, it was like, um, what was his name? Let me check my research department real quick. I just, I literally just saw the guy's name. And it's like, it's like something Yodum or something like that. Like, let me check real quick. I got the name. It's Isaac Yidum. Yidum. I don't know if I said the, the last name. Yidum, Yodum, Yidum. I'm going to say Yidum. That sounds like the best, best way to say his name. But the Packers traded uh, said Josh Jackson for Isaac Yidem, which I don't know the reason why, but it could be just that his contract was coming up in next year and they didn't want to pay him. So that could be a reason. And then Isaac Yidem is a young prospect that played for the Broncos. I think he played for the Giants a little bit. I think he played for the – I think he, had, he did play for the Giants a little bit. And he also played for the Broncos. And I I believe that Isaac Yadam is a he's, he's a great player. I mean I don't I haven't watched a lot of him. He's a young I see a long young prospect. He have a lot he has a lot of experience. He started the ten games for the Giants last year. Like I said, he did play for the Broncos. He played he started for the Giants ten games for the Giants last year. He also has uh, let me see he can play different positions on the side of which with Packers love Packers defense. No matter who it is, loves versatility on their defense. He also is under that. He played under that for one season under Vic Fangio's defense, which is a really great defense. Also, and then on top of that, he was successful. He played had a successful run at Boston College, which was good. I actually watched a little bit of his highlights before I started this, and it, it was amazing. He he had some great seasons with, and he also had was a a um. A teammate of AJ Dillon, I think was he a teammate of? Yeah, he was a teammate of AJ Dillon that also played for Boston College. So, man, to me, I think like I said, it's versatility. The Packers love versatility, and Josh Jackson. I mean, he was off and on. Really, he had a lot of injuries, and 
The Packers, the thing about them is they don't like wasting time, especially now with Aaron Rodgers on the clock and his career is on the clock and possibly this is his last year. So I think the Packers are trying to go all out for Aaron Rodgers and trying to find the best available guys for him or young guys or versatility guys on the defensive end. He's not defensive, yeah, defensive end for the Packers. And I think I truly believe the Packers defense, it was good, it was good last year. But I just think it just came down to Kevin King, which I don't know why and how he's still on the damn team, but it just it just it could be just something that I just like I don't know, man. After that kind of game, I think I would have cut him quickly. Like he would have got cut like the next game, but we th- we said that about Devontae Adams when he had a bad bad game or he had a bad season, and we kind of was like whatever, and we kind of just said the same thing. Then the next year he had a great season, so I'm gonna give him another chance just because the Packers gave him another chance. But I wouldn't be surprised if he got cut. I wouldn't be surprised. It'll be a surprise to I think most people, but I think I wouldn't be. I believe I wouldn't be surprised if he got cut before the. Uh, the uh, the uh, main cut days. I mean, not cut days, but you know what I mean. When the Packers do their final cuts, I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the guys that get, get cut. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with them adding Isaac Yodum. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised that he gets cut. Like it just for me, I don't see, I don't see, I, I see potential in him because he's a physical corner and he wanted when he he when he's healthy. We, I think Devontae Adams, not Devontae Adams, but when he's healthy, Kevin King and Jair Alexander is one of the best corner duos in the game when he's healthy. But that's the thing, when he's healthy, it's always a, it's a lot of ifs. Like I always, I always say, some people give us a lot of some teams and some players and some uh, fans give a lot of ifs, ifs, but they don't give a lot of certainties. You give a whole bunch of ifs. If this will happen, if he's healthy, if this person does this, if this person does this, but it's not a lot of certainty. It's not a lot. Of, okay, I'm I'm for certain. It, I'm for certain he's gonna do this this year. You're gonna you're always gonna say, oh well, if and it's all and the if is always after they lose, or the if is always after a season is over, or after something happens. Oh, if this person would have did this, no, forget all, all with all them ifs. It gotta ha- we gotta have certainties in in this, especially in this game called the NFL. The NFL you can't be worrying about the past and you can't be worrying about the even Aaron, I mean uh, Aaron Rodgers can't you can't talk about oh well Aaron Rodgers even me we can't talk about oh well Aaron Rodgers could have had a chance if he would have ran it in we probably would have won of course we could talk about it but it's over already the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl already you can't deal with it we all only all we. All the thing we could do is learn from it. So that's just for me. That's what I feel about that whole situation. And like, because I've been ahead, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about that, especially. And I'm I'm a little late on like the reaction behind it, but I I just been hearing a lot of it about like, especially with these top. They had a top uh, t- t- uh, ranking, and uh, the rant was over uh, Giannis, and it was like a little debate about like who's the best player in the NBA right now. Of course. If you just look at that, okay, who won the championship? I mean, Giannis is the best player in the world. I think if you're just talking about who's the most, I would say, okay, I would say this. If you have a okay, best player, best player in the world between Giannis and and uh 
KD, Kevin Durant, it's most likely KD. KD is the top. Now, if you're talking about who can, who's going to win on both sides, who you can trust on both sides, I'm going with I'm going with Giannis. Giannis can play on defense and he can play on offense. And I'm not saying that KD, Kevin Durant, is not capable of playing great defense. We saw that in the Olympics. He can, he is capable of playing defense. But at the same time, if you're just like based on history, you're looking okay. Who's the better defender? Giannis Adetokounmpo is the better defender. He's a better rebounder. He could have an argument. I would say he's a better passer. I mean, the scorer, of course, we know uh, KD is because he has a different variety of ways of scoring from the free throw line, mid range, from three. I mean, he has a multitude of ways of scoring. So, and of course, Giannis doesn't have a multitude of ways. He just char- I mean, gonna say he charges in the paint, but he's a bully in the paint, like Shaq. And I, I hate that people always, always kind of like have disrespect when they, we compare Giannis to Shaq. But when you look at the numbers and you compare the numbers from Giannis at, at twenty six and you and and Shaq at number six, uh, at number nine, number six, but at, at twenty six, they're damn near identical. His stats are damn near identical with Shaq at twenty six. So I don't know what the debate is about. Oh well, you're lying. I, and I think sometimes when you speak of Hall of Famers like that, people get offended because they look, oh, he's a Hall of Famer. He has these a certain amount of rings. And plus two, sometimes people hate. They are got a lot of haters. And especially when the uh, Giannis won the championship, it was a lot of haters. I mean, it was a lot of people that hated on the uh, a lot of people that a lot of well, especially with. Giannis because he won and how he won and people had of course them ifs oh if Kawhi Leonard was healthy they would have beat uh, the Phoenix Suns if KD would have was wore size 15 instead of 16 the game was over if this would happen and I think that debate over if KD had size 15 okay well at the end of the day that three or two whatever at the end of the day okay imagine if he did shoot Shoot that, and the thing about it is, you still the, the Brooklyn Nets had time to win the game. Still, it wasn't like the game was over after that. It went to overtime. They went to overtime. They had to leave for like I think I think four or two at one point in time. They could end. If you're gonna say KD is the best player, KD will say fuck all that. Let me take this game over in overtime and win the game. If KD supposedly supposedly is the best player, and that's just not that's no diss to KD. But I'm just saying, if people are the people that are debating that, oh, Katie's the best, Katie should have took over that game in overtime and said, "This is my game. Let me take this shit over." No matter, I mean, and it, of course the excuse is, well, he was tired. Well, shit, everybody was tired in that damn game. You saw everybody leaning over in that damn game. Giannis was leaning over. Chris Milton was leaning over. And you even talked about it. like people, Drew Howdy even talked about it on the uh, I think David Reddick's podcast. I think the. The Old Man of the Three podcast. I actually really watched that. I really love that show podcast. But I think it's called The Old Man and the Three. Like, he, he, Drew Holiday even talked about how that whole series was exhausting. So, it wasn't like Air, Air was Katie was the only one who was tired. Everybody was tired in that damn game. So, it just felt like I believe that, like I said, it's a lot of ifs. People give, people give a lot of ifs. They don't give a lot of certainties. And this year, if the Milwaukee Bucks win a championship, which I mean, it's, it's really not likely, but what if they did? And I'm giving the if, but what if they do? What if they do win the championship and they win it with a healthy KD, James Harden, and Kyrie? What if they do? 
what are we going to say then? What excuse, what if are we going to give about that? And that's just me, and I'm going to end with that uh, regarding uh, that a whole little situation. But I thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to, you'd love to tune into the podcast or you want to introduce somebody to the podcast, tell them to go to the whatever you want to call a podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts or Apple iTunes, or if they want to go to my Twitter and debate me or whatever, they want to discuss my top 10 quarterback wide receiver duels or any anything that I'm talking about the surrounding around sports, tell them to go to Marquise95Sports. Again, it's Marquise95Sports, M-A-R-K-E-S-E-95Sports. That's all together. Or you can go to my Facebook page at the whatever you want to call it, Facebook page, follow it, share it share my posts, do whatever. Also, with my Twitter, you can share my posts, uh, tweet my posts, screenshot it, show your friends. Your friends can debate about it. You can tweet me about it or whatever. But I thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys on Saturday when I give my uh, next five quarterback wide receiver duels and a lot of stuff I'm going to talk about on next week's, next, I mean, not next week, but Saturday's podcast. It's going to be very interesting. I got a lot on my mind now especially since I'm kind of like bored at my house. So I have a lot, just a lot of time, a lot of time thinking about just everything surrounding around sports. So I'll see you guys next episode. Peace.